0: This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church
1: in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless relentless compassion.
0: Join us for worship Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1115 a.m.
1: This is Lord of Life. There is a place for you here.
0: For more information, please visit our
1: website at www.acceptingall.com. First reading today comes from the book of Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel he shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good for before the lo- for before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good the land before whose two kings you are in you are in dread will be deserted the second reading comes from the book of romans Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be son of God, with power according to the spirit of holiness, by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Please stand, if you would, for the reading of the Gospel, which today comes from the first chapter of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son and he named him Jesus. Please be seated. Each of the gospels gets at the story of Jesus in different ways. Mark and John shoot right past the birth of Jesus and instead start their stories with the adult Jesus, with the beginning of his ministry. Matthew and Luke do include the story of the birth, Matthew, excuse me, Luke uh, begins it with the story of Zechariah and the birth of John the Baptist and uses that as a way of pointing to who this Jesus is going to be. But in Matthew, the story begins with a dream. It says the... The birth of Jesus took place in this way, and all of a sudden we are introduced into the dark, dreamlike world of Joseph. Dreams always seem to have someone to interpret them, and Scripture has its own share of people who claim to be able to interpret dreams. There's the Old Testament Joseph who interprets the dreams of the one who has taken him captive. Or Daniel. Daniel, too, interprets dreams in order to benefit the people under his care. And still, if you go to the Internet, you will find any number of sites that will tell you just what all these dream images mean. And so in preparation for today's story, I thought I would at least look to see what angels are supposed to mean. At the same site, I was told that angels in your dream mean something wonderful is about to happen, or it could mean that something terrible is about to happen, Science, I think, for the most part, says that dreams are simply your brain doing homework. The stuff it couldn't get to during the day, it then begins the night shift and starts chewing on all those problems and worries and difficulties that you have. Little wonder, then, that Joseph might be dreaming about this situation because he certainly has a lot to chew on. All of a sudden, his fiancée is found to be with child, and while he may not know exactly what's going on, he knows it's not his. But we are told he's a good man, and rather than publicly humiliate Mary, he decides to quietly just move on. Just move on with life. Find someone new and make a new beginning. Now we who know this story, we who have had this story passed down to us through the generations, tend to treat this all as if it is a fait accompli as if it is inevitable that things will turn out as they do. But the beginning of Matthew shows us just how tenuous this whole enterprise is because it opens with the story already going off the rails. It opens with Joseph on this threshold trying to decide whether to leave Mary behind and to do something whatever different with his life. At this point, I suppose it might be a fair question to ask, well, big whoop. I mean, come on, how important is Joseph anyway? The guy doesn't even get one line in scripture, not one word. And couldn't Mary have raised this kid by herself? Maybe Elizabeth could have provided some, some babysitting and, you know, one way or another the kid would have been raised. And... So why Joseph? What part does Joseph have to play in all this? Well, the Gospel of Matthew opens its story this way, but there is one little bit before this which is just simply genealogy. Explaining who this Jesus is. But Matthew takes great pains to organize this genealogy to make clear just who he thinks Jesus is. He organizes it into bits of 14 generations. He begins with Abraham. And then carefully counts 14 generations down to King David. And then he carefully counts 14 more generations down to the events of the Babylonian exile. And then he carefully counts 14 more generations down to this child through Joseph. Joseph is important because it is through Joseph that Jesus is descended from Abraham and therefore the inheritor of all the promises of God that come down through Abraham such that God's people might be a blessing to the nations and to all people. Through Joseph, Jesus is related to King David And therefore becomes the fulfillment of that promise that there would always be someone descended from the line of David to lead Israel. Through Joseph, he is connected to the terrible events of the exile where the whole idea of who God was and who they were were ripped apart And 14 more generations, here comes this child. Through Joseph, Matthew sees all of history pointing to this child. Everything hanging in the balance on this child. This child whose future is so in doubt as the Gospel of Matthew opens. In this Advent season, we've been talking here and there about light and how the light is shining in this darkness and the ways that Jesus is spoken of as light, as warmth, as fire, as illumination. And now we come to this strange, dark illumination of Joseph's dream. When I was working as a, a editorial cartoonist, I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd read the news events going on. And I'd try to think of something to draw, and oftentimes I would just have a blank until I was just falling asleep. Turn out the light, roll over, and in that moment, the brain becomes unmoored and starts to play with things starts to see things differently. And all of a sudden something would come and I'd turn the light on, I'd write it down and hopefully in the light of day it would still make sense. But we see and hear and experience things differently in that dream light. And to Joseph there comes this angel who tells him not to be afraid. Go ahead and take Mary for your wife. The child that she carries is special. The child that she carries has a destiny to be the source of renewal and recreation in the world. And all of this somehow involves you. The logical thing is to do exactly what Joseph is planning on doing. He's not being cruel. He's not being heartless. He's just simply looking at the facts. Okay, this isn't my kid. And... Maybe I should find a woman to share my life that doesn't require weird dreams and angels and divine interventions. But in the midst of that dream, there comes the moment where having heard the message of the angel, Joseph has to decide. And in that moment, where it could go either way, Joseph says yes. To this weird possibility, to this unknown future, to this situation that makes no sense, Joseph says yes. And in that, we can't help but be reminded of Mary who faces a very similar circumstance where an angel comes and tells her, weird stuff's gonna happen. And you can look at it one way, or you can look at it this way. And in that moment, Mary says, yes. Dreams run through scripture, as a way in which God's plan for humankind, for the cosmos, the way that that plan comes into being. Reality begins with dreams. The Empire State Building doesn't just pop into existence. Someone dreams of what it would be like to have this this building towering over the New York skyline. And out of that dream comes the reality. And likewise in scripture, Noah looks up into a clear blue arid sky and dreams of rain, and builds an ark. Abraham is invited to look up into the night sky and to dream children out of stars, to imagine out of the withered relationship between him and Sarai, this great family that would become a blessing to the nations. Moses looks at this wretched, enslaved people and dreams of a free people, of a glorious nation, a landed people, and stands up to defy the greatest leader of the time, Jacob dreams of seeing a ladder with angels going up and down on it and in the light of day builds an altar on what had been revealed as holy ground. Not just sand, but holy ground. Dreams are the beginning of reality. And in that moment where Joseph hesitates one way and then the other. The kingdom of God hangs in the balance. And with that, yes, all of creation begins in a new direction. And Matthew's vision of a history that comes into fulfillment in this child begins to become reality. and this morning we are given a window into joseph's dreams we receive that same word from the angel and we perhaps become aware of the own, of our own dream light that shines sometimes on us that invites us to see things differently to see what looks in the bright sunlight of day as a disaster or, or as a closed opportunity or an ended relationship. In that gentler dream light, we see that maybe this is a new beginning. We see maybe a new path opening up in front of us. In a life that seems chaotic and unsure, in that dream light, perhaps we see a life becoming a chrysalis, about to be reborn as something new. Here in these darkest months of the year, we are invited to believe that maybe this child born out of most improbable circumstances is more than it appears. Maybe this really is the one who is destined for the forgiveness of sins. Maybe this really is the one who is destined to gather in all people into one flock. Maybe this really is the one who is the fulfillment of our own dreams and our own potential. Amen.